Good morning, and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Sunday, February 11th. On today's show, the Huskers stun number two Iowa, holding Clark to zero in the fourth, and Scheffler surges in his quest for a Phoenix three-peat. Plus, Heat's Butler is out Sunday after a death in his family. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with an unexpected turn of events in women's basketball. Nebraska's team rallied from a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat number 2 Iowa 82-79 on Sunday. Jazz Shelley's three-pointer with 30 seconds left gave Nebraska its first lead, marking the Cornhuskers' first win over a top-25 opponent this season. Abby, our correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to discuss this surprising upset. Can you tell us more about the game? Absolutely, David. The game was held at Pinnacle Bank Arena, where fans were hoping to see Caitlin Clark set the NCAA women's career scoring record. However, the Cornhuskers had other plans. Despite trailing by 14 points in the fourth quarter, they managed to score 23 of the next 31 points, eventually taking the lead thanks to Jazz Shelley's three-pointer. How did Caitlin Clark perform in this game? Clark had a strong start, scoring 31 points, but she missed her final six shots and was scoreless in the fourth quarter. She now has 3,520 career points and needs just eight more to pass Kelsey Plum's record of 3,527. And what about Jazz Shelley's performance? Shelley was instrumental in Nebraska's comeback. She finished with 23 points, including five three-pointers. Her three-pointer in the final 30 seconds not only gave the Huskers the lead, but it also set the stage for their victory. She also made four crucial free throws in the last 18 seconds of the game. This game was a sellout, wasn't it? Yes, it was the first women's basketball sellout in Nebraska's program history. Some tickets on the secondary market were even going for as much as $2,000 for a seat in the lower bowl. What does this mean for Iowa's standing in the Big Ten? With this loss, Iowa drops out of a tie for first place in the Big Ten with Ohio State, They'll be looking to bounce back when they host Michigan on Thursday. And what's next for Nebraska? Nebraska will be riding high on this victory as they head to Ohio State on Wednesday. It will be interesting to see if they can maintain this momentum. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Now, let's switch gears to golf, where Scotty Scheffler is making waves at the Phoenix Open, overcoming a significant mistake on the 18th hole to shoot a five under 66 in the weather-delayed third round. He's now in contention to win a third straight Phoenix Open. Michael, our correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about Scheffler's performance? Absolutely, David. Scheffler started the morning five shots back at eight under and quickly shot up the leaderboard in the resumption of his third round. He reeled off five straight birdies, starting at number nine to pull into a three-way tie at 13 under. However, a putting gaffe on number 18 left him with an extra shot to make up in the final round. And how does this position him in the overall tournament? Scheffler is currently two shots behind Sahith Thagala and Nick Taylor. If he manages to win, he would become the first player to three-peat at a PGA Tour event since Steve Stricker won the John Deere Classic from 2009 to 2011. It seems like the weather has been a significant factor in this tournament. 
Can you elaborate on that? Indeed, the weather has caused a lot of disruption. A long weather delay pushed the first round into Friday, and the tournament has been trying to play catch-up ever since. Another squall delayed play Saturday morning, and frost pushed back tea times for three straight days, including more than an hour on Sunday. This is the second straight week of weather issues on the PGA Tour. What about the atmosphere at the tournament? It seems like there have been some issues with the fans. Yes, the overcrowding and raucous atmosphere have started to get under the skin of several players, leading to heated interactions with fans by Zach Johnson and Tom Hoge. The final round was already underway as the leaders were finishing third rounds in this marathon of a golf tournament that teetered toward out of control with fans on Saturday. Thanks for the updates, Michael. It's indeed shaping up to be an eventful tournament. In other sports news, Miami Heat star forward Jimmy Butler was ruled out of Sunday's game against the Boston Celtics due to personal reasons. The Heat released a statement via Butler's agent, Bernie Lee, stating that Butler has been granted a leave of absence due to the death of a family member. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about the situation? Yes, David. The statement also mentioned that Butler and his family are asking for privacy at this time as they navigate this loss. Updates will be provided when appropriate. Butler had missed team practice on Friday and Saturday, both with excused absences. What has been the team's response to Butler's absence? Heat coach Eric Spolstra expressed the team's support for Butler, stating that they're there for him. Despite Butler's absence, the team was able to have two practices, which Spolstra said was beneficial as they needed to work through some things. They're also looking forward to playing against a quality opponent. Butler's absence is certainly a blow to the team. Can you tell us more about his contributions this season? Absolutely. Butler, who is 34, has been leading the team in points, assists, and steals this season. He's played in 37 games, all starts, and has been averaging 21.4 points, 4.6 assists, and 1.3 steals. He's also been shooting 50% from the floor and 44% from the three-point range. And what's next for the Miami Heat? The Heat will be playing against the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday. This is the first game of a season-long six-game road trip that will last the rest of February. It remains to be seen how Butler's absence will impact the team's performance in these upcoming games. That was Simply Sports reporter Celeste with some intriguing updates. Now let's shift our focus to tennis, where Hugo Humbert of France has clinched his fifth career title, defeating second-seeded Grigor Dimitrov of Bulgaria in the Open 13 final. This victory makes Humbert the eighth player in the Open era to win his first five finals on the ATP Tour. Joining us now to discuss this is James, a correspondent for Simply Sports. Can you tell us more about this match? James? Certainly, David. Dimitrov lost the first set by dropping serve at 5-4 with a forehand into the net. Humbert then saved two breakpoints in the opening game of the second set and quickly took a 3-0 lead. He clinched the match with a service winner. How did Dimitrov's performance compare to his previous encounters with Humbert? Well, Dimitrov had won his two previous meetings against Humbert, but he seemed to struggle in this match. It's worth noting that he had a long semi-final against Karin Kachanov on Saturday, which may have affected his performance. What does this victory mean for Humbert's career and ranking? This win is a significant milestone for Humbert. 
Not only will he reach a new career-high number 18 ranking, but he will also become the French number one, overtaking Adrian Manorino. He hit 10 aces in the match, demonstrating his strong serving skills. What did Humbert have to say about his performance? Humbert expressed confidence in his abilities, stating, I'm pretty solid from the baseline. I serve very well. I'm strong mentally. So, everything is here, and I put everything on court. It's clear that he's pleased with his performance and is looking forward to his future on the ATP Tour. That was Simply Sports reporter James with the latest on Ugo Humbert's victory in the Open 13 final. Thanks for the insights, James. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow.